0: Everybody, welcome to a special note up. Uh, this is the Hack Your Way to Node Conf special episode. Um, I'm Michael. We've got uh, Nuno Job, uh, Daniel Shaw, aka D Shaw. Uh, we've got Visnu uh, and Charlie Robbins, and some other people, right? <laughs> some other the people that we'll announce in a minute. Um, so, Hack Node um, Anna, why don't you tell us about this? Oh, Anna's also on, but she wasn't in the host list. So, Anna, tell us about Hack Your Way to Node.
1: Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? So, Hack Your Way to NodeConf is uh, an an event that Nojitsu just did over the course of the last 24 hours, uh, give or take a little bit, um, where we have an extra ticket to NodeConf, and uh, we held this hackathon to give it away. we gave everybody 17 hours to put together the best node hack. We put together a panel of really cool judges, um, a bunch of whom are on the show today. And we gave people lots of Red Bull and beer and pizza and cadoba, And they had at it. And um, it was crazy and awesome. And we have the winners here with us. Hello.
2: Hey, guys. Hi, winners. Hi, Francis. And I'm Mike. What did you guys build? So, so we made. You laugh, you lose. Um, we made a, um, a webcam version of this game from 4chan. We used a lot of advanced math and algorithms that we don't understand and we felt all the science was best served by, uh, by, by funny pictures. So yeah,
3: uh, back in uh, 4chan you, you get these threads of funny pictures and you sort of have this honor system where you know you go through the pictures and if you laugh you just consider yourself out of the game. So we built a more, uh, I guess, formal and checked version of that, where we have a, uh, a node server running uh, some OpenCV libraries, pulling webcam data from uh, recent versions of Chrome. And uh, we'll flash up a bunch of funny pictures, and uh, whoever lasts first gets a, a big red X on their face and a buzzer played to them, and they lose. And uh, you can play from <clears throat> just one computer, and it will match multiple faces on just that one webcam, or you can have multiple uh, You can have multiple, multiple machines,
2: and you can have, um, well, we didn't test an upper limit, but you can have a lot of people in a game, and the first person to smile um, gets their picture plastered with a big red X over on everybody else's screen. And uh, they get a big buzzer, and everyone else gets a nice ding-ding-ding.
0: That's awesome. So uh, you must have done some machine learning stuff for this. Um, Any modules that you used? I saw um, TXJS just happened and there was a talk by Heather Arthur and she used a module called Brain for doing a bunch of this stuff. So what are you guys using? Uh,
3: There was what seems to be a a somewhat outdated library sitting on uh, GitHub called Face.js which really just interacts with OpenCV and runs, uh, I forget the Exact name of the algorithm, Viola something, that uh, detects uh, HAR like features on an image. So you get uh, these, what are called HAR cascade files, where you take a large group of uh, positive images and a large group of negatives, and you say, you know, like for in our case, uh, the. Smiles and frowns. Yeah, smiles oh. and. or smiles and neutral faces. And it, it compiles that all down to an XML file, and you can run images against that, and it'll tell you you know is the person smiling and what's the intensity so we built a game around that
2: basically we could we could fire an image at it and it would tell us a uh, smile intensity and um... we made those you know into an event emitter and from there it was just all javascript that's awesome that's really cool is it is this up uh, and people can play with it somewhere public right now so it will be soon maybe by the time the show comes out the uh, great guys over at ninjutsu we have um... Uh, Avian Flu, <laughs> who, who uh, I guess that's not normally a helpful name, but he's, uh, he's getting the necessary libraries for this older um, face.js to run. And uh, as soon as it's up, um, you know, anyone should be able to go there and uh, uh, play with themselves. <laughs> awesome. Keeping it 4chan. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And in the meantime, it's really easy to run locally. Uh, if you have Homebrew installed, you can just... Uh, brew install open uh, OpenCV and then just uh, it's just npm install um, on our repo and you you've got it um, and um, it works wonderfully locally and you can play with groups of friends and whatnot and um, you'd be amazed at some of the things it thinks our faces.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be honest, the uh, the classifiers aren't exactly perfect, so there are certain conditions that you need. A fair amount of bright light, not backlit. You have to be a little close to your computer. But uh, um, it works if you give it the right uh, circumstances.
2: Earlier today, my my uh, face lost my beard. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't I don't know. Quaid. <laughs> that's, that's awesome.
4: So at this point, so check
0: the show notes and there will be a link to it. <laughs> is, yeah. is the answer I think.
4: So, so at this point, um, only one of you guys can go. Who is uh who's going? That's me.
3: Yeah, it's definitely Francis. He yeah. uh he showed me the uh. uh Original page for the contest and was like, "Hey, I need some help with this. You want to come along?" And I was like, "All right." Well, so, I just went to NodeConf or not uh, NodeConf, sorry, uh, RailsConf, and I was like, "All right, well, I guess it's your turn."
2: Yeah, I, I, I uh, somebody retweeted it for something. I don't know, but it's nice to see. Uh, it's nice to see you know all these events happening in New York. You guys are all over the country, mainly in San Francisco, and I uh, got you know, it's nice to see the New York people coming together.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, maybe maybe Charlie will have an announcement later about that. We'll, we'll find out uh, in the events section, I guess. Awesome, guys. Maybe, nice. maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think I think, I think I think next up is uh, I think Nuno is supposed to talk a little bit about a new library that he wrote.
5: Uh, yeah, I'm just like plugging in my stuff. Uh, I want to add something on you, laugh you lose. Uh, they actually, you actually need a WebRTC enabled browser to run it. So you can try Opera Next, which is pretty cool. I know most people are laughing right now, but you should try it. Uh, Or the latest version of Google uh, Chrome Developer Edition. So this week, one of the things that I did that was well-received was a Futon client for your command line. So basically, Futon is the interface that you have for CouchDB. It allows you to list databases, create databases, see what documents are there. And I just realized that in Ojitsu, we use CouchDB extensively. And I realized that a lot of our DevOps and developers were writing their own scripts. And we just thought that it would be extremely easy to do a client that connects to any CouchDB and allows you to do the same things uh, exactly by your command line. So you can just fut- uh, futon list databases or futon designs list, et cetera. Uh, it's on GitHub, it's on dscape-futon-cly, and you can npm-g install uh, futon, and that will get you started. There's also a code stream video, uh, which you can see to see the functionality, and pull requests are, are welcome. Uh, that's pretty much it. So it should be easy if you don't see a functionality that you need just to add, and I think that for most of the CouchDB users out there, it's something that will be useful for them.
0: Sweet. awesome Sweet. Um, all right uh, okay oh, yeah I'm going to talk about time zones for a minute so uh, time zones are the worst thing that were ever invented by human beings um, they're they're really awful um, I don't know how much you guys have had to deal with time zones um, yeah. they're really bad and JavaScript doesn't have great support for them uh, inside of the default uh timestamp or instead of the default date object and all that kind of stuff so basically there's there's just this for a while it was like this one guy maintaining a database called the Olson database um because his name was Olson and then apparently he got sued and now it's actually over at ICANN um or IANA or one of those standards bodies um but basically it's just this like huge file of um crazy political events that have happened and then dictators deciding to, like, change their time zone at random times. And the only way to really figure out, like, when something is happening by taking a UTC and then saying, like, what is the offset um, from this time zone over here is to look something up in the Olson database. So um, I'm, I need this really badly for, for my app. And, oh, man, I was trying... I've tried, like, three or four different libraries... Um, like the the main problem was that I need um, I need some formatting utilities from other libraries that are incompatible with any of these like um, bigger timestamp libraries, and finally um, I figured out that uh, this uh, dude Big Easy uh, Alan Gutierrez wrote um, a library that's actually super minimal and simple, and it's based on uh, the GNU date API. But it has, uh, he has all of the Olsen time zones like in his module, um, and it's, the whole module is only one function. You basically pass it in UTC strings, and you can get new substrings out, and you can do things in various time zones. Um, and so it's really simple for me to get an offset now, and then I can apply that offset uh, and then use the other like date uh, string formatting utilities. So yeah, this was super painful. Um, this become a module. Um, yeah, so the module is just called time zone, um, and oh, you can cool. the the link will be in the show notes, uh, GitHub slash Big Easy slash time and uh, apparently Charlie wrote a module called TimeSpan that I haven't seen.
6: So it's actually a, a fork of a browser library from like two years ago that I changed uh, and modified a lot because when we were writing um, our logly wrapper like a year ago, I needed to turn now minus blank strings into various um, different daytime parsers. And so like there really was just a terrible, terrible, nothing good for daytime parsing. Like, let me turn this thing into like seconds and minutes and you know, all of these things. Um, and so it does take it it doesn't actually do time spans in the way that you're thinking about doing it uh, because it actually just relies on setting time spans from i believe the uh uh, date api so it could be interesting to see combining those two things together
0: yeah i mean i i also found this really cool um library that i'm going to start using that's called tzware um, and that actually uh, – it, it's really cool because what it does is it takes um, a lat long and then tells you what time zone it's in given a particular time. But the problem is that he's, he's relying on um, – Tutal Nate's time library, which is, uh, like, a compiled depth. Um, it uses, like, the the time.h stuff. Um, and it does do proper time zones, but it relies on this compile step, and it doesn't compile on Mac, and it's, like, a huge pain in the ass. So I'm trying to get the TZWare guy right now to take a patch from Alan Gutierrez on on using his library instead. Yeah, there's lots of cool stuff happening in this space, but it's, like, it's still really rough. I mean, I'm actually, for for, like... What I have to do, really, is come up with um, these strings that say, like, this thing is happening in 10 minutes or this thing is happening tomorrow or Tuesday or whatever. Um, and to do that, I'm actually using the date.js library that's, like, you know, it's been around forever. Um, and it's mainly a browser library. But it's, it has, like, really bad time zone support. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Time Like okay. a bitch.
4: Like, I, I, do you guys remember Internet Time, Swatch Internet Time? No. <laughs> Dating myself. Uh, so I really wish we could just like throw that concept out. Like time zones suck. Yeah. 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 Let's just, uh, you know, there's there's time in the world and, and just let that be whatever it is. Yeah. The, the Olsen database really, if you read through like all
0: the lines in the comments, it really shows you how arbitrary all of the time zone stuff is.
4: It's really crazy,
7: yeah, I love reading to that file,
4: yeah, it's like really insane. We should link to it. yeah, it does show notes. that'd be nice. all
7: right, so actually, actually Michael, have you seen askgeo.com, dot com which is a web API that go from latlong to to time zone?
0: um no, I haven't, but um i I couldn't use this anyway because i can't I can't suffer uh like i o on that operation hmm. um I have to do it like a lot, <laughs> um, and then the the TZWare guy actually has like a giant um, JSON file that's like a it's a big geocoded thing for all the time zones and where they are. Um, so he, he does it all in memory, which is nice. But yeah, that's that's really good to know. Um, if I was doing less of them, I would definitely use that. Um, okay, more events. Lots of things are happening. Uh, so Texas JS just happened, and it was pretty awesome. Um, I was jealous. I was here. Joe McCann was there. a bunch of people were here. Um, there was uh, mostly front-end talks, um, but there were a few really good talks. No. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> there, there were a few really good talks about node. Heather Arthur from Mozilla did an awesome talk about um, machine learning and JavaScript. And uh, I was so mad that Max Ogden wasn't here because her demo app was an application that would take and find cat faces in it, if there were any cat faces. Uh, and she wrote how she built this entire app and stuff, and she used a a library called Brain for doing, like, a neural net or something, and um, she wrote a library called Hog-Difference, I think, um, that will take images, and there's some kind of algorithm called Hog that does, um, it basically does, um, like, borders um, detection, but then it, it gets the, like, direction of the borders, so it's a little bit more accurate than just border detection. So that was really sweet. Um, and uh, Jed Schmidt did a really good talk on NPM that was like a good intro and yeah there were some other really good talks uh, Fat did a talk that was really funny and he mentioned Max Ogden like three times uh, <laughs> so Progress <crush. laughs> the show Max Ogden um, yeah and I'm, I'm trying to I think I'm blanking on a lot of the other talks um, I mean like uh, stuff like Browserify was brought up kind of often um, and then it was like specifically not brought up when people really wanted to hammer that they love MD. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, notes brought up a lot, but I can't remember any the talks that were really specific about it.
5: Was there a pool track?
0: No, there was not a pool track. Um, but, uh, I, I will say that, uh, staff and speakers were invited to a, a thing yesterday called FloatCon, where we floated down the river. Uh, nice. <laughs> so that was nice. But no, there was not a pool track. It was not JS but it, it was in this, uh, so THS happens in this uh, theater called the Alamo. There's a couple of them in Austin, and they, they serve food and drinks while you watch movies, basically. Um, so we were able to, you know, order drinks and uh, food and stuff from where we were sitting in this, like, big theater area. It was a really great venue. Although I was tempted to, to bow out for a bit and, like, see Prometheus. Uh, <laughs> that was the only problem. But, uh, okay, what, what else? Couch uh, Hack Vienna, somebody tell me about that.
5: Um, well, it's happening today and tomorrow, I think, and just wanted to say hi to the guys there. There's a bunch of guys there, like Dale Harvey, Jan, and some others. Cool. It's pretty cool. So if you're in Europe, I mean, I guess that either you're listening to this live or you won't make it, <laughs> but <laughs> pretty cool event. Oh, wow. Coincidentally,
0: it's just after the World Barista Championships and the World of Coffee co- Conference. So Coincidentally?
5: Did I say Jan is there?
0: Yeah, yeah, you did say Jan is there. I don't think Jan went to those conferences. Yeah, I've been, I've been getting lots of weird looks. Uh, I brought, I've been roasting my own coffee lately, and I brought my own coffee and grinder and everything to TXJS. because I I, There's not good coffee in Austin, so I'm just going to make all my own coffee. <laughs> oh, ouch.
4: Uh, so are you roasting on the road?
0: No, no, no I, I roasted it at home, and then I um, back-sealed it and brought it
4: you
0: don't have a, uh, a mobile roaster?
4: You're <laughs> no, definitely yeah, something huge for that. Uh, mine is pretty big.
0: They make smaller ones that um, don't that aren't as precise, they don't just do a job. But yeah, my my roaster is pretty big. It's a hot top, um, so it's literally like an electric sort of micro version of a commercial roaster. Uh, NodeConf is coming. It's
1: happening. It's in
5: like two weeks. Yeah, Anna, what do you think about NodeConf?
1: I can't wait to be there. I'm completely pumped. Like all of the people who I've basically been talking to on email and on Skype, who are making really making know what it is right now. um, I'm finally going to get to hang out with in person. Um, So I'm really looking forward to being there.
6: I'm looking forward to meeting Fedor. Meeting
1: Fedor. (laughs) Oh yeah, you've never met Fedor.
6: No one has.
0: Are we Damn. at this point? Uh, so, Charlie, you can tell us right now. Um, are we sure that he got his visa and everything? Um,
1: no. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> Those are just details. Just Details. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, bought, so we it, bought him a plane date
1: ticket.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So basically, um, if if Fedor is not uh, kept from coming by the Russian government, uh, Fedor will be there. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I, I just saw a bunch of people here that are going to be there. Um, you know, Alex Sexton and Tim Caswell was here, and um, everybody's really excited. Um, and, and I will say one thing uh, right now, So if, because you need to know this if you're not going to be in Node Conf, um, at NodeConf. At um, NodeConf, I'll be releasing the ticket sales for NodeConf Summer Camp. So if you nice. want to get a ticket to Summer Camp, um, they're going to get released uh, on the first or second day. Is
5: that going to be the
0: same so- place? Yeah, yeah, it's Walker Creek ranch again.
1: So as a NodeConf noob, what do I need to know?
0: About NodeConf Summer Camp? So NodeConf Summer Camp is something that we... Um, well, I
1: actually meant NodeConf itself, but you know, what? either node one. Comp itself?
0: Just oh, you show you, up.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, you just need to show
0: up. Um, you need to show up on, on July 1st for the opening party, um, and you need to, which uh, is going to be at like 8 at uh, Jupiter, and um, you need to show up, uh, you know, at like 9.30.10 uh, for registration in the, at the Jupiter um, on the morning of the 2nd. And uh, that's about it. Or you need to be there for 9.30 for registration and breakfast. Um, and the rest of it, uh, you, I'm not posting what's going to happen. It's all a surprise. It's all an experience. Everybody will, uh, I, I promise that everybody will have an amazing time. That's all that I can say.
1: Just get on the roller coaster ride and keep going. Yep, yeah.
0: yep. You already bought your ticket. Now you just need to take the ride. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so for uh, for summer camp, though, um, it's going to be September 4th through 6th, and uh, it'll be at Walker Creek Ranch, and we'll have buses coming up from uh, San Francisco again.
5: Buses!
0: Yeah. Um, summer, summer camp is amazing. We take over an entire, like, real summer camp in Marin, and uh, it's an unconference around Node. And we, uh, we really, like, move things forward. I mean, stuff that we figured out there last year, we're still in the middle of implementing, basically. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. It's a really, really great event to, like, move things forward.
4: If you give a shit about Node,
7: plan to be there. <laughs> okay. Your phone Johnny, does not work there.
0: <laughs> yeah, your phone will not work. Uh, your phone will not work. I, I was told last year that they're getting new internet this year, so I think we may actually have like, more reliable internet. Um, but it's kind of great. It was kind of great not to have internet. I'm a little bit upset yeah. they're doing better internet. It was nice to cut off for a while.
4: Um,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Daniel, why don't you tell us about Node 08?
4: So, Node 8 is coming. Um, The 7.10, 7.11 releases have been uh, big calls by Isaac to uh, get out there and and, uh, get ready for the stable release. Uh, It is time to start uh, testing your modules and making sure that they are uh, compatible with the... with seven, so you, know, so you know, right now you'll you'll test against seven, but uh, you know, get get ready for for eight. Um, I don't know if anyone's released uh, a module testing thing. I remember back when we were going to six. Um, I think Substack had something that would go through and fire up all your modules. Does that still exist? I don't know. So that might be out there, but you know, if you have modules release uh, released, 10 PM, Uh Go. Make sure you uh, test things out on uh, on seven and get it up there. Yeah, um,
5: it's worth mentioning
4: to just add it for Travis if yeah, exactly. you're there. Oh, Travis has support for seven. Zero, just it'll install
6: three. anything. Yeah, exactly. Just add zero 07 to your. Nice um, pro tip. Trip.
4: That's awesome. I did not know that that was a possibility. So yeah, easy easy win. Go in up your uh, update your uh, Travis AML yeah. file. Uh, and haven't run your tests against it. That's fantastic. Yeah, I want to shout out to uh, Charlie
6: McConnell, a.k.a. Avian Flu, again, um, for adding. And I think also Fedora had a big hand in this in uh, detached child processes in Node 0.8 because it finally means that forever will be binary dependency-free, 100% pure JavaScript demonization, which has been a long, long time coming. Oh, uh, the The entire yeah. 6 release, right? It was just fucked. Um, Most of it. It was a lot of it had to do with just the way that Libby V is like not really, I think it's actually Libby IO that's not fork safe. And so if you had IO queued up before you did a fork, things get tricky. Um, So we won't have that issue anymore, thankfully. Awesome.
5: Someone was on the mailing list today saying that it was awesome. Some guy just wrote an email saying, this is awesome. It works great. Thank you. And yeah. Too bad he's doing closed source code, so we couldn't look at it. But you were saying that everything worked out just fine, like, immediately on his app.
0: Yeah, and I mean, for, for people who haven't been following it really, really closely, um, 08 has a lot of new debugging features. So there's a lot of, like, really buried post-mortem debugging stuff and detrace things. Um, but there's also domains, which are going to make a huge difference for debuggability of node code.
4: Do you, if you haven't heard about that, you should go back to uh, note up twenty one. Listen to, to Matt and, and Isaac sort of deep dive that. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it.
0: I still need to listen to that one actually.
4: Yeah, I, I, I listened to and I caught the end of it. Uh, I need to go back and listen to the beginning. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so is anyone actually running it? We I've been like running it uh, on you know my dev stuff, but uh, we are not running it yet at, at Voxer in production. I'm still waiting a little bit longer.
7: I haven't, no. It's actually been my default node version on my local computer for a while. Right. Just ever since Isaac made me upgrade to run the NPM JS website. Yeah, as, yeah, as far mean, as development, it, runs great.
5: Yeah, if you use Nave, I mean, it's just so easy. Just Nave use latest, and it it's done. And it links NPM statically as, as well. It, it just works. It's a great experience.
7: I don't even use N or Nave, and I just am stuck on the latest
0: <laughs> I, I I actually do the same. I I only have one installed at any given time. Even when I'm into in dev mode, I have it like actually installed or running uh, relatively out of the the node checkout.
5: Niv is awesome. It just shells out. I mean, it does everything. You do exit, and you're back to the default. It's great. There's no reason not to use it.
0: I'm sure it's great. I'm just kind of a luddite, and I just <laughs> I enjoy just having the one node.
7: Yeah, it, actually, the it's it's been not buggy. Is what I would say is I just kind of run with it and it seems to work for everything that I've been doing. So not until when I actually had to install, uh, you left, you lose, did I have to actually try to downgrade?
4: Hey Charlie, have you, uh, you know, found any major issues in trying to upgrade other, uh, other modules? No, most of the surface area changes,
6: although I'm not really responsible for this on the day to day, um, we actually introduced, so it's not like zero four to zero six, which was basically the bane of my existence. Right. Um, but uh, you know, our big thing is like we're just we're dropping zero four. I think sometime in the next awesome. three or four months, like it's it's time to upgrade, and right. we need to move things forward and stop supporting you know things before libuv because totally that's just a nightmare.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't deal with compiled depths, really. Um, like, I just, I've just, i just avoided them uh, entirely because it's just a, a ton of extra added complexity to deal with. But um, even for requests, like, there there are features that people really want. But because I've, like, committed to supporting the last two stable releases, like, I haven't added gzip support yet because I don't I don't want to take pilot depth and zlib win in, in 06. So I'm really looking forward to 08 coming out and dropping 04 support.
4: Nice. Yeah, I've been uh, knocking... Um... You know, 04 off my uh, Travis files, just uh, just not to have to bother. Yeah.
0: So um, uh, okay, so we're coming back around to some more events that are happening. Uh, before we talk to Vishnu, um, Charlie, do you have anything to say or no? Uh,
6: are we uh, are we still talking about that uh, proxy thing, or is that not happening? No,
5: no, uh, I don't see the proxy. Thing later,
4: later. After well, we can do that now. We can do that now.
5: It's, I just want to add one thing about zero weight. Which is one thing that it's not, it's not a changelog, but it's very significant, which is, you know, all those warnings that you have, like, this sys module is deprecated and you shouldn't use it? This will fuck up your application from now on, so you better change it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, those warnings are because we're going to remove it and break your code.
5: (laughs) 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 It's going to break now.
0: It should have broken in 06. Actually, the sys module was deprecated, like, way forever ago.
4: Yeah that that means that if uh Guillermo doesn't land the uh Redis bump uh Sacko is going to break. So um that'll be fun. Things breaking is always fun. It's the the joy of software,
6: right?
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, so we're going to talk about uh Dominic Tarr's library badass that he just released. It's really cool actually. I mean, we've talked a lot on this show and I've talked a lot with Charlie actually about like different Solutions and approaches to load balancing HTTP, and I think I I've always sort of favored uh, a closer to TCP model where you're not doing all of the HTTP parsing necessarily in the in the router. And uh, I, I do
6: too, but this misses. Yeah. I mean, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, you run other people's code, and it's, it, well, that's it's a It's that's not, a lot it's, harder. not
6: just, it's not just that. It's the um, this misses a giant. Subsection, which you use something else for, but you still need to do in the proxy layer uh, w- with WebSockets specifically, which is that um, when you're dealing with origin headers and you're trying to proxy secure WebSockets to WebSockets, you need to rewrite the origin and location headers. And he gives you an opportunity to modify the headers, but most like, why even bother? Right? Just go out and do that, which is what we do in Node proxy. And I've been working on a on a branch of that that instantiates the HTTP parser to serialize and deserialize those headers, um, and it's just never kind of went around. But I think that that really is the approach because I mean I really enjoy the the you know sticky server and the sticky sessions um, that this does. I think that that's a really neat feature. But it's just I mean it's just not enough. And I mean he, he comes straight out and says it right like this doesn't even handle HTTP part properly. Um, right, so right, right, right. It's I a really neat experiment, but yeah. I would not recommend anyone use it in production.
0: Right, right, right. I think that that's that. The interesting t- thing to me about it is that he um, he did it without a parser, and that adding more features to this over time, um, rather than like moving into full on HTTP parsing, but maybe just like regexes that will figure out like can do header modification without fully parsing HTTP. Like that'd be great. Um, I don't know though. We'll we'll see. Um, I mean, like I use the stud proxy in production, and that's all pure TCP as well. Um, but I don't
6: have to do any modification really. Yeah, right. and we and use not secure. That's the tricky, or the secure to, or the not secure to secure. When you have to. Well, no, I mean, like I I
0: just have code in my in my app layer that just like rewrites the WS to WSS. That's really all that that I need to do. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like I, I couldn't. I, you run a service running other people's code. Like you can't ask all of your users to go in and rewrite this editor. There's lots of like little ads and complexities and things. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah. So uh, before we get into this new Charlie, do you want to announce anything about events or no?
6: Um, you know, I think that we're we're. I'm happy to announce it. Um, it's going to be uh, you know more formal next week. Um, but we are going to be doing a one day JavaScript conference in New York called Empire JS. Um, and that is going to be probably the October twenty seventh, uh, but the exact date is not down yet. So it's probably going to be right after KRT, uh, and you know, far enough after that, uh, anybody going to uh, JSConf EU will you know come back and have a little downtime maybe before we get into it. And it's
4: going to be in Portland too. No, it's going to be in New York. <laughs> yeah, <I> missed that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I can't I can't say the details yet, but a week and a half after JSConfU. Is another European Node conference, um, and when when it's announced, there'll be more details. But yeah, so even in between Empire JS and JSConf EU, there's a Node conference. But yeah, people should be back in the U.S. by the end of October if they went to Europe. Cool. Okay, this new.
7: Call you. Uh yeah, so since I'm actually finally on a Node up podcast, I thought I would take the time to talk about Node Knockout three, especially because I've been starting finally to put things together very, very preliminarily. Um, way more precise info going to be at NodeConf, because right now all I can really say is that it's going to probably be in November, kind of, maybe. Um, so November, maybe near the end of November, but we don't exactly know yet. So that window is going to get way more tighter, sooner, rather than later, um, and we should have a exact date for people by NodeConf. Um, The other things maybe to talk about on there are we need to fix judging. So if people have amazing ideas or opinions about how to do judging without so many expert judges, we're all ears. I think think like
0: less. uh, Like the problem is there are so many contestants. Like – if we if you reduce the size the, the amount of judges, it's like it's so much extra work on everybody who is a judge.
7: Yeah, so we're thinking about having contestants kind of do a first pass on each other, which which seemed to work pretty well last year. Of people not being dick hats to each other. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. But I'm not sure about that because yeah, I mean, I, we can't get judges to do more than like five or ten because it's just a huge time time sink.
4: Yeah, I think that the uh, first first layer of filter. Um, you know, somehow, um, whatever the mechanism um, would be productive. You know, whether it's, it's a quick judge pass or users, I think users is probably the best, or uh, peers.
7: Well, okay, we'll see. Hopefully, it works. Hopefully, no one somehow games that system. Uh, the other thing that might be interesting is so we hate fulfilling prizes, especially internationally. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever tried to ship a MacBook Air to Brazil, but it's just not easy, because customs takes a long time. I don't even know if they made it there. I'm scared to ask, actually. So, we also need to fix prizes. In some way, we've been kicking around the idea of cash prizes, um, which sound kind of awesome, but also sound kind of sell-out-y a little bit, too. I don't know. Right. Um, or maybe doing cash equivalents for, for international prizes. I don't know if how how international people feel about that? Um, we have actually also thought about no prizes in a sense, um, because we're we're probably going to ratchet down on the actual number of sponsors. Um, so we don't really need sponsors to do prizes anymore. So we might just kind of roll with almost no prizes. Um, I don't know how people feel about that either, though.
0: I would prefer no prizes. Like it was it was way. Cooler the first year when everybody was just really into it and nobody was uh, hyper competitive, you know, really crazy about, uh, you know, I need my new iPad or whatever. But, and for fuck's
4: sake, you know, like if, if you if you win, um, no knockout. You you know the the prize is the the recognition, and you know the job offers and or startup opportunities that you're you're going to get out of the experience. It's absolutely amazing.
7: Okay, so that's good feedback. Although I, Disha, I hear you're you're sponsoring a Retina MacBook Air. Is that right? <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> I won't yeah. get trouble for that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's about all I had. Unless oh, anyone had any other feedback before we begin the other things.
4: Uh, yeah, looking forward to to No Knockout. I think it's uh, one of uh, the most exciting events that we do, and uh, you know. For me personally, it was what made me decide to, uh, you know, move out to San Francisco and uh, work on uh, Node full time. So yeah, lots of love there.
0: Cool. Okay. Um, I think that's all the content that we have. Unless anybody wants to add something here at the last minute. Um, yeah. Now it's just uh, it's time for plugs. Anybody want to plug anything? I'm not hiring. <laughs>
4: It's <laughs> a plugging that.
7: So actually, I've I've been finally doing my own project again, finally, which is which is an old project, which is called TrackYourHappiness.org, and it's kind of trippy at the same time. Um, it's actually a huge research study on happiness, and if you're interested in the topic, then you should check your check it out.
4: Cool. Awesome. Um, anybody else? So, um, bunch of uh, Voxer React stuff going on. Uh, if you haven't. Uh, If you're using React and you haven't checked it out already, check out uh, Node React. It's uh, uh, React on NPM. And uh, even bigger news, uh, we're we're moving into a new office, uh, a huge new uh, Voxer office uh, downtown on Fourth and Market. Uh, We're going to be doing a lot of really great events there, and we're kicking it off this Wednesday with... uh, Matt Rainey and uh, Ryan Sokol talking about uh, React in production at Voxer. Uh, it's going to be a, an official Basho meetup, uh, and I it's think
7: on Wednesday, right? Wednesday,
4: right? Wednesday, June twentieth. Um, and I think there are already like hundred people RSVP'd. Um, so I don't know if they're going to we're going to close that at some point. Um, but oh, no spots left. So that's it. Um, Let me know if you want to come. We'll work it out.
5: Daniel, how's how's Summer of Node.js going? Summer of
4: Node.js is amazing. Uh, The the, the crew that we have here is amazing. Um, Highlight of last night was uh, introducing Kit Cambridge uh, to Paul Irish uh, at the uh, GitHub party. And uh, just uh, you know, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, so have they have they trashed your house yet? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten any fire reports, so that's good. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll share share more as uh, as modules come out. I think we're actually going to have a, uh, the first open source module out later this week. Really cool.
5: Cool. On my friend Lisbon JavaScript, I haven't talked about it because I haven't been in NodeUp lately. Um, it's great. I mean, we got all the sponsors we need, so we are not looking for any more sponsors. We don't care anymore. We have money to make everyone's experience awesome, so sponsors are declined now. <laughs> uh, we have enough sp- enough speakers as well. Uh, and we have 150 people registered already and this is discounting the people that are coming from sponsors so it's going to be very close to the original 200 that we had we still have some tickets 15 I guess or something I think 10 yeah something like 10 tickets left so if you're in Europe and you really want to come to a note event and see the people that do this community uh, well you should get a ticket Uh, they are going to sell out very shortly and that's it
4: Awesome. To that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to be there.
5: Yes, we are going to be announcing workshops at Lisbon JavaScript. One on front-end jQuery, uh, JavaScript, how do you call it? Like, you know, that thing. Uh, then one in Node and one in testing. That's going to be announced soon, I guess. And you'll be able, if you're registered to the conference, it's going to be like 200 euros cheaper. <laughs> and if you're not, it's going to be very hard to go to the workshops. Uh, so it's going to be really cool. We're going to have full-day workshops where you get to learn Node.js from people like Michael and Daniel, which is going to be awesome. And in the other topics, we also have Adam, and we're talking to some guys that are really cool on front end. So I think that's going to be really, really good.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and is, I think that's it for everybody. Are we all good? I think so yeah okay so uh if you want to support the show please uh go to itunes and leave a review um and follow note up on twitter and then you'll know when we're going to be live and we're going to do new stuff and you can give us feedback and all that kind of stuff uh and if you like to sponsor the show um email somebody or send uh actually send note up a message on twitter and uh that's it for the show everybody thanks michael
4: thanks everybody
6: thanks bye thanks guys take it easy